0: Today on the Locked On Texas podcast, a Tuesday edition, we talk about the future of the team, how Coach Cully may have won his starting spot for next year at head coach, and will they make an OC change, which is very necessary going into the 2022 year. But first... solo. Solo me. are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, your team every day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are free and available on all major platforms and thank you for making us your first listen of the day of course i'm john some sports guy hickman follow me on twitter at junk underscore hickman 12. and i'm i'm joined by cody davis man <laughs> look look right now cody has the excitement he wants some five wins ladies and gentlemen he, <laughs> them files baby cody gets those five wins for the houston Texans that he predicted early in the offseason. and we're going to have to have a conversation with locked on jags they get those mm. five wins this, this show may be unbearable for a while for me, he ain't gonna let me <laughs> live it down but you know Let's transition to the conversation of not actually getting the wins, but how can they get to the wins? And let's look at Coach Cully. We talked about David uh, Davis Mills yesterday. Check out yesterday's edition. We talked about Deco Collins. We talked about the offensive line, Rex Burkhead, who I thought was their actual star of Sunday's uh, matchup. But Coach Cully, he gets his first two-game winning streak of his young coaching head coaching career. And with everything that's been surrounding this coach, his first year in the league, uh, the, the Nick Casario is the general manager in the press box and on the headsets. The Deshaun watching everything. In the last two outings, do you really think that the Texans should consider bringing him back for at least one more year? That would be his second year on his five year contract.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, John, it's a first off, j- listeners' views this is actually John's idea. And I wanted to throw that out there because, yes, me and John are tandem. But sometimes when I want to talk about certain things, John, let you guys know this is my idea. But this should David Cully come back for the 2022 season is actually his idea. But, John, listeners and viewers, I'm looking at this from – it's two ways I'm looking at this. First and foremost, I think it will all depend on what will be the actual goal for the Houston Texans in 2022. Because Great look, point. you take a look at the draft class of 2021 headline by Davis Mills, you know, almost every single day now we're talking about how good the 2021 draft class has been. But in addition to the 2021 draft black draft class, you got guys like Kamu Gouje Hill. You got guys like um
0: Desmond King Desmond King. You got list. you got
1: guys like like Thomas, you have guys that actually made 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 their opportunity on this one year contract that they signed. They actually made their point and made a very good case on why they should be brought back to the Houston Texans next season. And I do believe that we're going to see a handful of these guys come back because you're looking at guys who are already comfortable in the system and they already know the system. And then you still have talented guys that are still going to be able to return, like Brandon Cooks, like Titus Howard. You know, you, you, you have talented guys who are going to be able to come back to this organization. If the goal for the Texans in 2022 is to, let's say, compete for that final wild card spot, then you're going to have to move on from David Cully. I'm sorry because I do not believe if David Cully is your head coach, and it it hurts me to say this because I do consider myself one of the few supporters that David Cully has because throughout this whole entire season, John, you just alluded to, a lot has been thrown in David Cully's way, and I have been – Taken up for Cully a lot of times. However, once again, if the goal for the Texans in 2022 is to compete for that final spot in the playoffs, you're going to have to move on from him because I do not think that this team can actually reach their ceiling if David Cully is their head coach. However, on the flip side is if the 2022 season is another year like 2021 where you're going to develop young guys and you just want to keep positive energy around the locker room knowing that that you're sealing, let's say is to win five games again then you keep david cully around and i say that only because at the end of the day regardless if he comes back for 2022 or not david cully is a bridge head coach and the houston texans are scouting the market and what i don't want to see them do is to move on from David Cully too soon. You bring in your head coach in a 2022 season is another throwaway season because your guys are not ready to compete or let's say at least get to a competitive standpoint so, because now you're looking at a situation where you're putting, putting your head coach that you fully trust into be, in, to believe to get this team back to relevancy. Now you're putting it, putting him in a position where He's going to be in a losing situation. So it, it all depends on what the
0: goal is for the Texans in 2022. I think that's a very interesting point. I'm going to look at this from, I'm going to pull from one thing you said. Like, there are going to be a lot of players that will return for next year. And a lot of these players like playing for this head coach. Now, I don't know how much that will play in the long run, or law, uh, excuse me, long run of him staying in town. But you got guys like a Chris Conley, who I'm not sure if he comes back next year, honestly. Uh, But he also mentioned that coaches had a consistent message uh, message throughout the year when we play clean football and we play good football, we have a shot to win. He continued by saying that it's been a process of getting us to that point, which everybody knows and can see, but continue with. But the consistency was necessary. The energy that Coach Cully brings was necessary. And he's really gotten to us, uh, gotten us to a point where a lot of guys who haven't been here that long can come up here and buy in and we can go out And do what we did today. That was in response to the win on Sunday. So he's he's backing them. We've heard how much Brandon Cooks likes him as a head coach. We've heard people, excuse me, players really back his what he brings to this team. Even at four and thirteen, and even when you kind of look at some of the worst losses that they've had this year, or some of the worst performances we've seen in the league, they still ride for him. And I think that that is not only the energy that's on the field with the players. But even up in the front office, I think that he has a good relationship with the front office. I mean, we we've heard good things between the relationship between he and Nick, no matter how we may personally feel about it and how it comes out on Sunday, how it affects Sunday. This year was a year of understanding that we got to go through a lot of trial in error. That's what happens when you hit the reset button abruptly when you're in the midst of maybe going to your prime. Right. We don't see a lot of teams do that. I have to go through that. Kelly just, you know, drew a bad hand. Well, he made the call. He wanted to come here, so he knew what he was getting into. But with that being said, I think that he is in a position where they at least consider him to bring him back. Now, I don't think he's a Tim Kelly where you don't consider bringing Tim Kelly back at all. And I think that Houston may possibly have his replacement on this coaching staff already. That was a speculation that you and I had early in the offseason when it was brought in with Pep Hamilton. That's going to be a very interesting conversation because – when you look at some of the things Pep has been able to do offensively with coaches, as OCs, as uh, coordinators, with uh, with rookie quarterbacks, then you start to see why they make think highly of them. Thanks again for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Now make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2022. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins in Live Now.
1: And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked on Texans. So in the first segment, John and I talked about the possibility of David Cully coming back for a second year. And I I do
0: want to reiterate that I do think that he should at least be given a fair shot uh, based off what we've seen and known about this year so far.
1: Hmm. And, and and I agree and, and that's why I was about to say you know I think at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you think he should come back or not you know it, it's kind of up in the air on whether or not David cully comes back at the head coach however what should not be up in the air of for discussion is the fact that Tim Kelly should retain his role as the offensive coordinator and of course as the primary play caller and John, When I I take a look at the Houston Texans coaching staff, I do believe that the next, not only offensive coordinator, but the next head coach for the Houston Texans might be Pep Hamilton. And before we start talking about the possibility of him taking over for David Kelly as the team's next head coach, of course we would like to see how would he do as an offensive coordinator which brings us to our next topic why pep hamilton should take over as the texans offensive coordinator and primary play caller in 2022 and john listeners viewers we all know the story we all know that when Pep Hamilton came to the Houston Texans, there was a little bit excitement because we all know throughout his career, he has been a quote unquote quarterback guru. I mean, we seen what he was able to do in Indianapolis. Well, a matter of fact, we saw what he was able to do at Stanford with. with with andrew luck of course we saw what he was able to do last year in los angeles with justin herbert and now as we're seeing the growth and development with davis mills and every single time we have an opportunity to talk to davis mills throughout this season he is always bringing up the work that he was able to do with pep hamilton he is as of right now listed as the texans quarterback coach and passing game coordinator however john and listeners If and when Nick Casario decides to move on from Tim Kelly at the end of this season pep hamilton should be his top and only candidate to take over that option because one you are looking at this from a standpoint where he already has the relationship with davis mills and regardless how you feel about him being the next franchise quarterback i think we can all agree that davis mills has solidified himself as the starting quarterback for the houston texans for 2022 and and two and most importantly he actually has an experience of being an offensive coordinator. And when you go back and you take a look at the time he held that title, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts between the years of 2013 and 2015, he actually had the Indianapolis Colts as one of the most electrifying offensive teams in the NFL. And if he was able to stay with that team, of course, if Andrew Luck was able to stay healthy, I think we would have continued seeing that offense in indianapolis grow by the way in 2014 pep hamilton put on arguably his best coaching performance as an offensive coordinator in 2014 andrew luck led the indianapolis course to 11 and 5 record he threw for nearly 5,000 yards threw for 40 touchdowns and 16 interceptions of course he was in discussions for league mvp and the, the the best part about pep hamilton being the offensive coordinator when you go back and you take a look at that 2014 season it wasn't just andrew luck it was how he was utilizing everybody from the run game to the wide receiving core. how he was using everybody and the indianapolis coast actually finished that year with a top five offense for that season and he has so much of a good year in 2014 that at the time the oakland raiders actually considered him and brought him in to interview for their head coaching vacancy of course as we all know they ended up moving on to another um, candidate during the offseason but john when i take a look at pep hamilton when i take a look at what he has been able to do not just with davis mills but what he has been able to do with nico collins brevin jordan brandon cooks has sunk his praises the texans need to find a bigger role for him next season because if not they're going to risk the possibility of him moving on to another
0: team. Yeah, I think he is one of those you know, guys in the NFL where he just gets better with time. Well, at least the product that he's given to work with, it just seems like it's more impressive with time. I will say one of the most impressive features that I've seen, maybe that we can recall back because they were in the division, the uh, 2015 coach when Andrew Luck went down, Mm-hmm. And he even had a rejuvenated Matt, Matt Hasselback out there. He yes. Had, I think Matt Hasselback was 62 at the time. But he had Matt Hasselback, you know, putting up some very decent numbers for his age and his time in the NFL. Then you, you look at what he did with Herbert, who I think is one of the, you know, best young quarterbacks out right now. Then we fast forward to today. Where we're talking about him and his relationship, work relationship with Davis Mills and how good he's looked. And I think the continuation of him working with him, along with all of those other players, that, you've seen it in their game improvement. So I think the biggest thing for Pep Hamilton is Tim Killer can't come back. I just – if I could Dr. Strange it and look and see how many <laughs> possible uh, realities of multiverses, I, I just – I don't see him coming back unless that multiverse ends up with us bringing back Bill O'Brien, and that should never happen. No, so not at all right so pep Hamilton is a, is a, is a, is a man that I think Houston should really strongly consider you said no other candidate and I, I'm not hundred percent sure about that like I've seen the people bring up Clint Kubiak bringing him to town uh but mm-hmm. I think Pep Hamilton should definitely be top two on their list when we look at the totality of it who else do you want to continue to groom your quarterback well the, the guy has been there grooming them since. You drafted him day one. Help grooming your receiver, Nico Collins, and them becoming a good tandem on the offense. Well, you're going to need somebody that has a history of being able to do that. And I think that is what should be his case. Pep Hamilton should be brought in next year. I'm not going to say they shouldn't interview anybody else because who knows what may happen with David Cully, which is why we talked about him first, right? If he moves on uh, and they bring in another head coach who they – well i think if you bring an an, an, in another head coach excuse me you give him full range if he comes in he's going to pick his own guy but that is true right now i'm not sure if they look at pep hamilton as the next head coach that that could be an interesting conversation
1: i don't know i I really do believe it's a possibility because pep hamilton name is starting to gain traction on how far he can go throughout Mm -hmm. his career And there are actually teams out there that are starting to consider whether or not they could get Pep Hamilton as their offensive coordinator for
0: 2022. Man, so you may have to play hardball with bringing Pep Hamilton back. Well, first, before we move on, a word from our sponsor. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through college bowl season. Can't wait for that. Really can't and plo, uh, the pro football playoffs, excuse me. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code On to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports because BetOnline is where sports betting everything happens. Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans and listeners, viewers. We are free and available on all major platforms. Thank you for checking out today's show. Cody, before we get out of here for today, AJ80 Hmm. Brady Johnson is one of the uh, 25 of the uh, finalists for the Hall of Fame for the 2022 Hall of Fame. The list goes Hmm. down to 15 on Thursday and Sunday he was in the owner's box chilling with Cal McNair and, and you know, Janice. Does he, get, does, does he get in? Does he have a real I mean, shot? When I look at this list, this list has Reggie Wayne, Hans Ward. Uh, I look at Jared Allen, who's on this list. Tory Holt is on this list. Steve Smith Jr. is on this list. Patrick Willis is on this list. Devin Hester, who I think, if he will get in this year, Devin Hester got to get in next year. But you got some all-time greats at that position andre hines reggie steve tory does he does he crack it does he get in on the 15 only between four to eight nfl players can get in each year 15 is on thursday of course
1: andre johnson should get in that shouldn't even be a question and look reggie wayne and hines Ward are some of the best receivers of their generation however john listeners viewers Andre Johnson sits at number 11 on all time reception lists, and the best quarterback that he ever played with was Matt Schaub. As for Reggie Wayne, he played with Peyton Manny, arguably the third best quarterback of all time, regardless how you want to rank him. And then for Hans Wars, he played with Ben Roethlisberger, who is what? At best, at worst, a fifth of the 15th greatest quarterback of all time. Both of those quarterbacks are. Hall of Famers without a doubt look what Andre Johnson did with Matt Schaub as his best quarterback so he should get in alone just just based on that alone however John and listeners I think the story when you saw Andre Johnson sitting in the owner's box of course as you mentioned on Thursday that that semifinals list is going to drop down from 25 to 15. I think the it, it's more important for us to talk about the possibility of Johnson restoring his relationship with this organization because we all know when Deshaun watson first demanded a trade back in late january early february andre johnson was one of the ones who came out and stood by Deshaun Watson's side. You remember the big the big the big the Instagram post the tweet, yeah. the tweet that he, he came out and released it was a picture of him and Deshaun and then all captions he said stand your ground and then later on we saw the hearing stories how Andre Johnson talked about how this organization basically wasted his career and all this other stuff and it was actually kind of like a feel good story to see him reunite with the Magnaires and be a member of and and to be a guest in the owner's box because John in next year is the 20th anniversary of this organization. And it's going to be very heartbreaking. If Johnson and the McNairs did not put their differences aside and did not have, let's say a Kumbaya moment before next year, because you know, it, it, it doesn't matter who they bring for the 20th anniversary. If they don't have Andre Johnson, who is still arguably considered, regardless how you want to rank J.J. Watt, the greatest Texan, if not the greatest Texan, given J.J. Watt, the second greatest Texan in franchise history, and who is on his way to become the first Hall of Fame player to ever put on this jersey, and I mean the first, as in the one guy who is actually in in, in who is actually in the midst of the Houston Texans bloodline. They have to. Well, some Justin kind
0: of is a uh, he is a member of the Ring of Ring of Fire, Ring of Honor. I'm sorry for the Texas but season. it
1: ain't the NFL Hall of Fame, though.
0: No, it's not. But I don't. I don't see a situation where they didn't get something worked out because you are very, like you put, it, important part of the uh, franchises. I think past, present, and future.
1: You know exactly.
0: So, uh, do I think he makes the cut for the 15? I'm not 100 sure. I'm not. And I only say that because my personal feelings about how T.O. had to wait. Even though I know T.O. and his career, you know, I'm always big on if we're going to judge things, we're going to judge them on what we're actually looking at qualifications for. T.O. is one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play this game. Top three in my eyes right now. Him, Moss, and, uh, and, and Jerry Wright. So where do I rank Andre Johnson? I actually have Andre Johnson as the top sixth best receiver i've ever seen in my life hmm. but i don't think he makes the cut this first year
1: it's only because it. like like i get it i understand and that's what terrell owens look i just think they just did him dirty just because he's terrell owens i think they judged him of the stuff he had going on off the field versus on which the nonsense and the shenanigans that he had going on off the field wasn't even that bad it was just him being T.O. That bad but you know, when I take a look at Andre Johnson, it just pains me to know that there is the possibility that he's going to be passed up for Reggie Wayne and, you know, Hans Wars. and, and I take a look at Andre Johnson, I'm like, man, this man is 11th all-time in receiving yards. And once again, the best quarterback he played with was Nash Shaw.
0: Yeah, and I also think – take my words lightly when I say this, but I also think uh, Hans Ward can get rated more higher – uh, I don't think Hans War is should be rated as high as some people think he is. Mm. I'll say that. I think I agree with that statement. The best receiver in Pittsburgh history. But this is the <laughs> Locked on Texans. Thank you for checking out today's show. Again, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at, at Locked On Texans, like us on Facebook, subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Get at us. We see y'all. Numbers growing. Keep them growing. Keep talking to us. We gotta talk to the people this Friday. We haven't talked to him in a while. So We'll definitely do that this Friday.
1: Mm. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen,
0: peace. You are locked on Texans.